forever. Dog. This is Nicole's Gazing Eye and Me. She's watched the show like a lot of times. Who is gonna be chief of surgery? Shonda Rhimes wrote the show and it is really, really good. Hello, and welcome to the last episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's so weird, but exciting. Uh, because I am just talking about some of my own favorite clips today. Just me, myself, and I, baby. I love it. Uh, I, it was over a year ago that I brought this pitch to Forever Dog being like, I'm sad all the time and Grey's Anatomy is my favorite show and I would just love to talk with other people about the show and what it's meant to them and have them choose the theme and sort of just have this space that's not really about career advancement or about like making money or anything like that. It's just like a really fun hobby. And I feel so lucky that they kind of just on the spot were like, yeah, let's go for it. And it's been a really fun year. I've met so many people, um, like truly like made friends with guests who have been on the show who I don't know if I would have ever met them before if it weren't for just having this shared love for uh, a show that has been on for really all of my adult life and also my cool as hell preteen life. And it's also just been extremely awesome to know that there are like thousands of people who listen to this every week. I would have never expected that that many people would have found uh, this or cared what I or um, other <laughs> friends have to say about Grays, but uh hearing from all of you about what you like in Grays and what you want to hear about and stuff, having it just kind of be this like totally earnest and um, like cool connection with people, just watching people come out of the woodwork has been really special. So I just want to say thank you so, so much for uh, listening and telling your friends to listen and all of that. It's been really, really just cool and fun and really special experience for me. And uh, to everyone who was a guest on the podcast, I thank you so much. Being on a podcast is like it, it, your time is precious and it requires work before coming on this one with telling me what you want to talk about and submitting clips and stuff like that. So, I mean, none of that is lost on me. And I know that it's just been like an obsession that everyone else around me has then um, funneled effort into, which is really, really thoughtful and really nice. And uh, I will still always be on Twitter which, duh, I mean, God, I hope I'm not still always on Twitter. But as long as I'm on Twitter, I will want to talk about Grays. And you can always find me at Unsilverberg. Uh, yeah. And also just, I have to not only say a huge thank you to Alex and Tracy and Megan at Forever Dog, but also to Carly Minardo, who uh, did the cover art for the podcast, and to Sam Reese, who did the theme song. 
that was exactly what I wanted it to be. And, <laughs> and I'm really grateful for it. So, okay. So for this last uh, episode, I, it's very hard. I mean, I, I'm sure that maybe, I'm sure that everyone just sits around and thinks about what from Grey's Anatomy like they like most and having uh, kind of these focused episodes where people come into me and tell me what they're passionate about has like helped me understand what I love about the show. But it's such an open-ended question to think about like what are moments that really hooked you or that have been really special to you. And so I have like a really bizarre amalgamation of like mostly Meredith clips that I sort of just have been knocking around in the back of my mind of things that I like wish I'd gone to talk about or things that um maybe like are surprising that I like. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense necessarily, but like far be it. <laughs> Like, why would I on this last episode start doubting my own judgment about what to say about great? Like at this point, if anything, I should just really kind of blow it up and burn it all down and really lean into what I like. So weirdly, one thing that we never talked about on the podcast was the post-it note. We talked about other things in that episode. We talked about like the <laughs> appropriated graduation speech that, uh, that, Karev uses as his vows to Izzy, which I love, but also choose not to think too deeply about. And uh, God, there are a lot of things in that episode that are very good. But the post-it note, which is like this hurried, uh, like fake marriage that they have, like that they, but they, they treat really seriously is um, honestly just an awesome scene. And I think I said in the last episode, like, Lord, have I been to a lot of weddings this year? And I think that I, it has weird, like, strangely, no offense to my friends, which honestly, I think this really is offensive to my real life alive friends who have entered uh, into the commitment that is a marriage. But like watching them do that has made me actually understand kind of how like special and particular and like thoughtful these vows are. And um I know that's embarrassing, but I mean, whatever. Okay, here we go. Ready to go? I just got a pager. John Doe needs to go back into surgery. Yeah, his post op CT showed a rebleed. I'm gonna have Nelson take care of it. No, really? Yeah, well, I'd prefer to do it myself, but I wanna check in on Izzy. Maybe we can do that first and then go get married after. No, we can't because we have the George intervention after that. I'll have Nelson do it. You know what? Tell them to prep him. We'll run to City Hall. We'll come back and we'll do it then. All right. No, you know, let's go. We got to go. We got to run to City Hall. We'll come back. You'll check on Izzy. We'll monitor John Doe. I'll go talk George out of joining the army. Look, we could do this another day. There is no other day. Every day is like this. Every day there's a crisis. There's no time. Meredith. I love you and I do want to marry you today, but there is no time. You have a piece of paper. For what? I want to be with you forever. And you want to be with me forever. In order to do that, we need to make vows. A commitment, a contract. Give me a piece of paper. I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I have post-its. Okay. What do we want to promise each other? That you love me. 
Even when you hate me. To love each other. Even when we hate each other. No running. Ever. Nobody walks out, no matter what happens. No running. What else? That we'll take care of each other even when we're old and smelly and senile. And if I get Alzheimer's and forget you... I will remind you who I am every day. To take care when old, senile, smelly. This is forever. our wedding. A post-it? Mm-hmm. If you sign it. I think I forgot what episode that's in and was talking about a different episode before. Also, now that I watch it, it is truly disrespectful to my friends who had full uh, weddings and marriages, but it still is good. Even if you don't like Derek, which don't like him, he's not, there are some problems, but that's a good scene. Okay. This is not going to read well playing it, but the end of the bomb episode when Meredith is covered in blood and debris and rather than being processed by police, which I think is absolutely what should have happened, she just kind of like goes home or she's like still at work and Christina and Izzy like put her into the shower and it's like extremely just like tender and quiet And then George is like looking on, but it's like full circle because at the beginning of the episode he had, or of the two episodes, he had like that fantasy about the three of them being in a shower being like, George, George, paraphrase. And uh, I don't think it's going to read well playing the clip, but I'm still going to play the clip because it is, you know, quite good. Okay, here we go. There are no guarantees in life Not for the present, nor for the future All I know is that I am here Don't know for how long I love the way you live so in Enjoy every minute of life with space to swing your arms around, laughing loudly, unlike me. 
Yep, that's a YouTube clip. So that abrupt ending is uh, not my edit, but <laughs> it works. Uh, it just, I'm sure you could visualize it, but just, oh my gosh, she's so like traumatized. She puts her head back. She's in the shower and all the stuff. And you just think about all the things that she saw and all the things that happened to her that day. I'm smart. It's fine. Okay. I can't believe how Meredith centric these are. They're all Meredith. Or Meredith's there and, you know, it's great to me. It's fine. Okay. The next one is this really good scene that we never talked about, which is when Christina tells Meredith off because she's like talking nonstop about Derek and she's like, truly shut up. Um, I think this is a good scene. It's not like a scene that's like meaningful to me, but it's like, I really wish we had talked about it. I wish I had someone else here to talk about with. It's fine. I'm, I'm enough. So, and he's got fishing gear and boots and hair products. I don't have room for any of that stuff. And he talks, and not a little. I mean, he chats. He's chatty freaking Kathy. Not right now. And then, you know what's going to happen after he moves in, don't you? We build a house on his land, which will be our land, because we'll be married. And then I'll be Dr. Mrs. Shepherd. And you know what comes after that, don't you? Babies. And they'll be his babies, so they'll have perfect hair. And they'll be chatty. So I'll have five chatty children, a chatty husband, and live in a house in the wilderness. And then I'll start sleeping with your husband. I gotta tell him I changed my mind. Don't you think? Meredith! What? Why are you making that face? Shut up. No, just shut up about Derek. Shut up about moving in with Derek. Shut up about your relationship. Because you want to know what? I've heard it all before. Yeah, you know, you guys get together, and I have to listen to it, and then you guys break up, and I have to listen to it. I almost killed a man in surgery today. I... Okay, you want, you want to know what I think? Okay, you, you really want to know? You and Derek will not work. Moving in together is a mistake of massive proportions. You are dreaming of dead Derek, which should tell you it will not work. Christina. No, you know, I... you know, this whole thing, this happily ever after, does not exist. So please, 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 as you weigh your options here, just you know, consider the possibility of shutting the hell up because I can't listen to it anymore. I, no. Okay. No. I, okay, that's it, that's it. I'm done. Oh, oh, ow, ow, ow. I'm not going to say you deserved that, but you deserved that. Oh, thanks. Am I going to oh, make you guys oh, listen to the icicle oh, going? Yeah, I think I am. Don't move. Oh, what a good scene. What a weird scene for me to play for the last episode. I don't know. I'm not going to think about it too much. How many times have I said I don't know? Was it annoying? Like, <laughs> feel crazy. Uh... I think that it's always so weird when you have a friend and you don't like who they're dating and you're like, I can't say anything that I'm going to regret because they might get back together and stuff like that. And it's just very fun to watch Christina like say it. And also like Meredith should shut up. Every part of it is good. The high school thing is chilling. I mean, I think about it every winter, every day. <laughs> I think that's normal though. I don't, I actually don't think that that's like an unpopular take on that. I think that like, I don't think that you really see icicles like that in general, at least on New York. I think there are people whose job are to make sure that that doesn't happen to someone. Like I, I think like 
things get de-iced. It was a huge icicle. Oh, that rocks though. Okay. The next one is a sad one. I don't know. I also have been thinking about this scene a lot. Okay. So the scene's pretty self-explanatory, but this is Meredith in an elevator with Derek. Um, where um, she is talking about how she's jealous of Callie for being pregnant. Um, it's a really, really good scene. I wish we had uh, like had it in an episode at some point, but here we go. Yesterday at that baby shower, I was jealous of Callie because she got pregnant without trying and we try I get shots I take my temperature I put my legs in the air and nothing the universe says screw you Meredith and gives Kelly a kid and then puts Kelly through a windshield I mean what the hell is going on what's the point I mean, is there a reason for this? Because if you can think of a reason, any reason at all, why the universe is so screwed up and random and mean, now would be an amazingly good time to tell me because I really need some answers. No. No. I will make sure we have a baby. I promise you, one way or another. You and I will be parents, I promise you. Okay? She's... I don't know why that has been sticking with me lately, but I think that Grace gets a lot of flack for the plot lines that it has, but for all of the crazy plot lines that there are, you see, like, genuine reactions that I think make a lot of sense for, like, those particular characters. And I know I've talked about that a lot before. But I think that the the way that the universe is, like, described as just being, like, unfair and mean and not – and I don't know. I, I think that it's such a – I mean, very, very good acting from my friend Ellen – but it's a, such a good it's such a good scene, and I think it's a really great example of how Gray's stays grounded even when it's not grounded, <laughs> even when like there are these cuckoo plots. There's always a a genuine uh, like emotional core there by at least one character, and I think that that's just a very very good scene. I don't know, I relate to it in a way. Not the way of having a baby way, but other ways. Okay, the next scene that I have is one that I just watched really recently. And I think like kind of in summing up my feelings about Grays, one of the things that I think they do so well is like every character has their own personality, but it's not like the nice one, the bitch, the jock doctor, like there might be like seeds of kind of stereotypes or like caricatures, but it's only like, you know, in a one sentence summary. And I love how much in the first, you know, several seasons, like 
all of the original interns would spend time together and you knew how they all interacted. So this this was just a scene that I watched recently that um, is just a favorite scene where like every character is like kind of doing their own thing, but they're all doing it next to each other and it weaves in together really nicely. So this is from like season three or something. Is that about our special plans with your special friends? I would like us to talk today. I would like us to talk because I care and I uh, want to know things. And I, I, I have 15 minutes to hear about your feelings. So, <clears throat> Alex, Alex, you look thoughtful. I'm very interested to hear. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, is he are your thoughts, your feelings? Honestly, uh huh. I'm a little worried about my friend Alex here because his Jane Doe girlfriend keeps showing up like something out of Fatal Attraction. Her name is Rebecca Pope, and she's not my girlfriend. Really? You guys haven't had sex at all recently? She's married, okay? She has a husband. Well, does it hurt that you, she's married? I mean, does that hurt your your heart? What's the matter with you? I'm trying to talk, girl. Well, yeah, go with it. <laughs> right. What? It's a new slang. Everybody's saying it. The way you just said that? That was, that was you coding. <laughs> Whatever. Unlike Meredith with her trials and petri dishes and Christina who has to practice talking like a human being. I actually care about patient care. I need the sparkle pages. She's not giving you the sparkle. Well, you know what? I can't talk girl. And I shouldn't have to talk, girl, because I diagnose a patient. I need the paper. You can't have the new agent. Give this to me. Give this to me. Give it to me. Um, anyone, uh, anyone ever think you two are uh, a couple? No, because we screw boys like whores on tequila. And then we either try to marry them or drown ourselves. Huh. No, um, Mekon let me scrub in, or I'm making you move out. Desperate times. What a great scene. So much happens in it. Just from like a writing perspective, it's like, damn, that's how you pack it in. It's like, you know, Izzy's feeling left out. She's trying to like be like George, who's still an intern. And then uh, should I keep recapping the scene we just listened to? It's just very good. Also just a classic line about um, why no one ever thinks that Christina and Meredith are a couple, although I bet that they're wrong. I bet that people do think <laughs> that they're a couple, just to be clear. Um, okay, my second to last clip is another Christina and Meredith clip. Oh, so predictable I am. Uh, this is from season three when everyone is mad at Christina and Meredith's like, I'll say something, I'll talk to them. And Christina's like, please don't, please don't. And then at the end of the episode, um, she says something anyway, and it's it's a good friendship moment. So we pick and choose who we want to remain close to. I can't take this anymore. What? Let her off the hook. Let Christina off the freaking hook. Meredith. Izzy, you cut the LVAD wire. She stuck by you and did Denny's Echo. You cheated on Izzy with SIF Nurse, and she helped you study for your boards. And George, when everybody was calling you 007... She was calling me 007.
just let her off the hook. It's okay. Sorry. Why can't you mind your own business? You know, what is your problem? You're my sister. You're my family. You're all I've got. And once we've chosen those people... I'm so tired. I know, me too. We tend to stick close by. Uh, I was... I just... I wanted to check on... What a good... The You're My Person gets a ton of rightful praise, but that's that's a really that's a really good scene. Um and I also think that like kind of later, like they um they're like going back to their respective like guys, and Christina goes to Burke, and like you can tell that like Meredith doesn't want to go to Derek, she wants to stay with Christina. Uh, it's very good. It's quite good. Uh, okay. Wow. Last clip. Well, I wasn't sure what to do for last clip and I felt like it should mean something. And I was like, doesn't really need to mean something, but I really thought about, you know, kind of the sum of what everyone has said as they've been on the show. And one of the things that they said over and over again was that like, they were hooked from the beginning. Like so many people said like, yep, from the minute I started watching, I just was totally hooked. And I don't know. I've always thought that like, it's maybe a little strange or maybe a little embarrassing that like, I'm a TV writer and I have my own ambitions, but like I have an entire podcast that's devoted to like another TV show, which is a great TV show, despite uh, the fact that like, I guess it's kind of gotten this sort of like, that's still on TV reputation, which I detest. But I just think like it's the dream it's the dream to make something that means anything to someone else like especially especially as many people as grace means uh uh something too and i think that kind of seeing how personal this tv show is to a lot of people including myself it's like it's inspirational in its own way that it's possible to create something from your own mind that resonates so deeply with a lot of like really smart, funny, cool, thoughtful people who have all sorts of personal histories and backgrounds and who use the show to have fun or for comfort or to grieve or all of those sorts of things. And it's it's been like very special that people have let me in on their Grey's journey as uh, as I always like to call it. And for all the people who like messaged me and tweeted at me sharing their own Grey's stories, like that has always just been so touching to me because I do think that TV is personal and it's and it's a part of your life. And that when I say like, oh, my friend Meredith, my friend Christina, my friend Arizona, like I really do mean it. You they you spend decades of your life with certain characters, either through new episodes or through re rewatches and things like that. And so uh, when I was thinking about like how much the show means to me and how special it has been to be able to talk to other people about it, I was thinking about how people said that from the very first moment they were hooked on Grey's. And I thought that maybe just the last clip to play would be just the very first scene, which 
You learn so much <laughs> in the first scene about it hints at all of these other things. It's like it kind of it hints at this whole world that you're going to get to see over the course of the show. And so I thought that, that would be a good last scene to uh, for me watch for you listen to. And it's, you know, the, the grades never ends. The podcast ends, but, you know, you keep watching. You start the next rewatch. You, uh, Lord knows, you watch Station 19, maybe. I mean, who's to fucking say? Uh, and if you do, Godspeed and let me know how it is because I won't be there. Okay, here we go. Pick up where we left off. No, seriously. You have to go. I'm late, which isn't what you want to be on your first day of work, so. So, uh, you actually live here? No. Oh. Yes. Kind of. Oh. It's nice. A little dusty. Odd, but it's nice. <laughs> so how do you kind of live here? I moved two weeks ago from Boston. It was my mother's house. I'm selling it. Oh, I'm sorry. For what? You said was. Oh, my mother's not dead. She's, you know what? We don't have to do the thing. Oh, we can do anything you want. No, the thing, exchange the details, pretend we care. Look, I'm gonna go upstairs and take a shower, okay? And when I get back down here, you won't be here. So, um, goodbye. Um. Derek. Derek, right, Meredith. Meredith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice meeting you. Bye, Derek. Ugh. Great scene. Great start to a series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what else is there to say except that song? It plays. What a good start to a show. Uh, and also weirdly good acting in the first scene. Sometimes pilots are so wonky. I mean, that still is wonky. Like Christina comes in on a motorcycle and you're like, where? What? What happened to that detail? But it's uh, it's like nice. They're both there from the start. That that is Derek. That is Meredith. All right, this is the final sign off. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Thank you to everyone who's been on it. Thank you to everyone who's tweeted at me. Uh, I'm will continue to be on Twitter at N Silverberg as you continue to watch Grey's. And yeah, that's it. Thank you. Goodbye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.